Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hello and welcome to the Soulful Valley podcast. If you're a regular listener, thank you for listening and supporting this podcast. If you're new here and don't know me yet, I'm your host, Katie Carey, independent publisher of Books That Matter and an international best-selling author. And of course, the host of this globally ranked podcast. I help metaphysical coaches and healers gain confidence, clarity, raise their visibility and their credibility giving them the opportunity to shine their light brighter so that the people they are here to serve can find them. I do this by creating opportunities for them to become best-selling authors in my multi-author and solo book projects. I also offer one-to-one mentorship services to help spiritual business owners find and unlock their limiting beliefs. In this podcast, I'll be sharing wisdom from myself, coaches, authors and energy healers that could be just what you need to transform your life today. You can connect with me via the Contact Katie button at my website at www.soulfulvalley.com Italian-born Lalita Donatella Rebeck is a life coach, spiritual mentor and astrologer. She holds a BA in Vedic Arts and Science from the American Academy of Vedic Art and Science and certifications as a yoga teacher, Reiki master and Ayurveda consultant. After studying Ayurveda with Deepak Chopra and Vedic Mind Science with Dr. Baskaran Pillai, Wayne Dyer's teacher, for over 15 years. Lalita started her business, Shreem Lab, which helps women entrepreneurs create a successful life filled with more love and spiritual transformation through life coaching based on their horoscopes. Since 2005, she's been helping thousands of people experience spiritual growth through her programs, blogs, videos and speaking engagements. After living in India for five years, she wrote a book on Vedic astrology, manifesting and spiritual transformation, Bliss Lab, How the Ancient Yogis Acquired Supernormal Powers and How You Can Too, which was number one in Amazon New Releases in Eastern Astrology and number two in Astrology Categories. Hello and welcome to the Soulful Valley podcast, Lalita. Hi, Candy. So happy to be here. Lalita is the first author that I'm interviewing for the Evolving on Purpose, co-creating with the Divine book. I was so excited, Lalita, when you, you jumped into this book, especially looking at what you do. For our audience, could you let them know who Lalita is and what you do in the world? I feel that I'm a divine being like you, like everyone else. <laughs> but my, my bio in this world was, I started with some journalism, then worked in PR. I was on some boards in Chicago and I worked for the Italian Consulate General in cultural affairs. And then 
I was burned out and uh, it was quite dramatic because then I quit the consulate. It was so much bureaucracy to deal with. And then I started to work in public relations. And there I also got very stressed because of the deadlines. And then from there, I decided to delve deep into my spiritual practice. So for about 10 years, I did that. And uh, and that was a kind of a small awakening for me because I realized I don't want to read five to seven or even 10 um, print media every day. I just, you know, I don't want to always chase media people because they're very busy people. They're very capable and you want to do your best, but it was really tiring because I had two small children. So one day I remember I was about to quit my job and my eye fell on the New York Times and there was this article and a woman who was being interviewed said, I worked in PR and I was very stressed. So I took up yoga to cope with it. And then I loved it so much that I quit my job and became a yoga teacher. And it was an illumination of some kind. I immediately thought, that's me. That's exactly how I feel. And that's exactly what I will do. And then it took me a year. And then I became a yoga teacher. I studied you know, for a year in a school. It was a beautiful campus on this Orsolinan's uh, uh, university. And it was so beautiful. So all, from there on, we just kept building. And I learned Vedic sciences. I had already started in 1993, but I, I took proper courses in the Bhagavad Gita and I learned all these amazing uh, yogic teachings. And then I lived in India, I became a Vedic astrologer. So it's been a long process, but it's, it feels like a week, <laughs> very short actually. <laughs> and now I've been um, coaching um, primarily, I would say women entrepreneur entrepreneurs who want to be, uh, you know, want to uh, have more success and a balanced life filled with love. And also there are people who are spiritual primarily come to me and they say, I want it all. Is it possible? And I say, absolutely. That is, that's exactly what the good news was. When I found out that you can be very successful in the world and do what you love and also be very spiritual. So there is no separation and we cannot be yogis in a cave, you know, today, not everybody can do that. And you can just balance it in a very easy way that you can have the best of both worlds. So that's what I do. But now I'm attracting all kinds of people, not only women, also men who want to grow, uh, experience spiritual growth, but also success and, you know, grow their finances because we have technologies for that and they are spiritual technologies. Yeah, so I've read your book, The Bliss Lab, which is a brilliant book. If anyone out there wants to go and find that, I highly recommend it. Oh, thank you. Come across some of the um, work that you do with chanting. I love singing. So bringing that to me, to be able to chant as well, it, oh. it's, it's a tool that I'm, I'm sort of bringing into my daily life that I, I feel like I need to do a bit more with because I keep being called to the sound healing um, parts of spirituality so that would all blend together with with my love of singing as well do you bring in chanting to all of the work that you do with your clients yes absolutely I I think that um, in my bliss lab training which is my so my book was bliss lab 
Bliss Lab, how the ancient yogis acquired the supernormal powers and how you came to. So that's what I discovered. Everyone can have that. It's not just um, strictly for yogis who live in seclusion and meditate all day and they say, I'm God, I'm God, I'm God, who am I? And all these beautiful thought forms, but actually can be attained by everyone. So in my Bliss Lab training program, there are three steps I take people through. Primarily, we start with identification of the planets that are causing troubles. I use uh, the, the Vedic astrology system, which in India is considered a science officially. So they have PhDs in Vedic astrology. And the Supreme Court, maybe it's in, interesting for your listening, for your listeners to know that Vedic astrology is like computer science. Pretty much you can verify, you can observe it, repeat it. And that's kind of the scientific method that we have in this world. So um, you can find out the planets that are causing problems. If there's a relationship problem, a person in a, in a toxic relationship, there's always a planet involved. So you identify the planet. Like if someone comes to me saying, I really want to meet my soulmate. So we identify the planet. The second step is to clear the karma. Karma means our, our regular thoughts, our normal thoughts, the everyday thought. You wake up and you say, oh, I never get to what I want. So many people wake up that way and they just don't expect anything good to happen. There's always a planet in that too. It's a mindset. So that is karma. So karma is not this philosophical um, notion. It's really what we think. So I feel sad when I hear some contemporary teachers using apps that say, no, it's not true that your thoughts are creating your life but actually they are <laughs> we have so much so many scriptures also saying you know you're the mind the way the mind works that's what you become so yes so there's a karmic pattern and it's a thought thought to pattern and then after we clear that you can create what you want and part of that to answer your question is sound technology so those are called karma, um, mantras mantras are some devices that you use to protect the mind. And that's what it, the word actually means. It means that thing that protects the mind from what? From our constant chatterbox mind <laughs> that constantly brings the past and the, and the future and then back in the past and then a fear and then back. And we're constantly thinking too many thoughts, right? So yoga is really stopping the mind. That's what the sages said. So once you stop the mind and you have the divine mind and you can create what you want. Okay, it sounds simple, but there is a process, but it can be done very easily. Please answer your question. Yes, definitely. So what attracted you to, to decide to write in the book, Evolving on Purpose, Co-Creating with the Divine? So that was an answer to my prayer because I was looking for spiritual entrepreneurs or spiritual influencers, right, uh, actually, who wanted to help spread the good news that you can have the 200% life, which is what my spiritual teacher, Dr. Baskaran Pillai, taught me uh, when I started to study with him to about 15 years ago. 12 years ago. And uh, the 200% life means complete fulfillment of your spiritual needs and complete fulfillment of your material needs. That also includes beautiful relationships, 
a wonderful you know connection with your soulmate so everything is included and I thought that's me that's exactly what I want so I continued on that path and when I met you it was an answer to my prayers because I wanted to meet a spiritual influencer like you you know with so many accomplishments and so who, who, uh, who could help write a book about how to co-create with the divine or how to manifest, right? I like Wayne Diary called it manifesting and now that the word is very common and it's become accepted that we can actually manifest the life we want. So it's not too out there. People are understanding, yes, I have that power, but how do I do it? And there's confusion and there are different traditions, you know, and then some people actually find a way. And there are some ways that with sound technology that you can do it in two days. I'm not exaggerating. One of my clients, her name is Alexandra P, because she asked me not to use her last name, but I always protected the privacy of my uh, clients and students. And she was using a mantra that, uh, that was actually in the, in the download that I will give as a guest, uh, as a free gift to your listeners. It's called five minutes to rewire your mind to manifest anything you want. So that is part of the Bliss Lab training. It's a resource I always use. And uh, after two days with this mantra, somebody who for 10 years owed her money, this client was using a mantra I gave her from the resource that I will offer later to the listeners. And uh, there was a man who owed her 800 no, I keep saying it under $8,000. And um, for 10 years, he never gave it to her. And uh, she had given up. And after two days of changing this mantra, she received a check with $10,000. And he said they felt so bad about not giving her money back that he decided to put $2,000 extra dollars. And she said, it's so easy. I just got $10,000 and I never expected that. So... They're not rare stories. Uh, there are testimonials on my website of people who have manifested pretty amazing things like a new job, some desperate situations when uh, one of my clients, she's amazing. She left India all by herself, 30 years old, Indian girl. And uh, it's difficult for Indian women to have that kind of bravery, you know, courage to leave their families. She was married with children, but she went to Dubai and she started to work as a yoga teacher and she was not making enough money to send home to her children and her husband. Actually, she has one son. And so she contacted me. She was desperate. And she said, Lalita, I immediately need a job. And I, this is my ideal job, but I don't know if I'm qualified. So I helped her with some techniques. And about two weeks later, she got an interview <laughs> with this huge, um, with this corporation in Dubai. And, uh, and finally, she got the job. For her, it was ideal. It's like um, HR controller, I think it's called. So a position where she felt uh, she could give the best that she had to give. And also, she just got in and she's making a lot of money. And then she brought her husband to Dubai and she was worried again that her husband wouldn't get a job and he would be sent back. And no, he, and they also now they all live in Dubai and they have a prosper, I mean, prosperous in comparison to their, you know, what their conditions were before. And now that they're living in Dubai and they're very happy. So I'm not saying this is typical, but it can be done and it's, quite frequent that people can change their lives in a short 
time uh, period. Thank you for sharing those stories. And, and, and what I really love is even when we've, we have the evidence, we still get just as excited, don't we, when we see it over and over, as, as though it's magical. But there's so, so many, I, I've come across myself as well, so many amazing stories and, uh, and it lights me up and I'm always in awe when I hear them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, me too. We need to share these stories because um, that's how we encourage each other. It's very difficult to believe in an abstract concept mm. uh, or in, an, uh, in something out there. You know, you have to have the experience. And that's how even the yogis did it. They, they had the experience. They were able to live in different dimensions and they left their physical body and they went in the astral body. They traveled and they heard these super sounds and they met with beings. Uh, we can call them angels or they call them devas in, the, in India. They are, they're called gods. But, um, the, actually, they, the, even the Vedic tradition believes in one supreme being, divine being, God, you know, who is father, mother, actually, even for Jesus, because in Aramaic, uh, that word meant father, mother, so both. And, and then we have all these millions and millions of angels, so celestial beings who want to help us, but because of the free will, they cannot intervene unless we love them, are devoted to them, you chant their mantras, offer some fruit and flowers, and, and then they can connect. So it's like opening the door to them. How do you like that? <laughs> and I, and I, I highly recommend listeners that uh, when we launch this book, you get yourself into Lolita's chapter because it is it is incredible. And um, thank you. I'm glad you learned we'll, it. We'll put the the link to your your free download as well in the show yes. notes. Yes, it's called Five Minutes to Rewire the Mind to Manifest Anything You Want. And it can really be done in five minutes, especially if one, one is stressed. When we're stressed, we cannot hear anything else. We cannot trust ourselves. We don't trust other people. And uh, we just don't know how to um, even survive. Even survival becomes difficult when we're stressed to the point that we don't want to go to work. We don't want to do anything because we're burned out. So a mantra can rewire the mind, literally clear the slate, have a clean slate, so you can create something new. You can have the new thought, you can have the, the creativity back. Otherwise, it's very easy to lose it, especially nowadays in the last two years, we have suffered immensely, collectively. Yeah. And that sorrow is still like lingering on the earth plane and people, I've, I've, I've tried, you know, a lot of people have uh, tapped into their creativity and other people want to do that and they don't know how. So a mantra can do, can help do that. Absolutely. That's my experience of 30 years now. Yes. You're a student of Deepak Chopra as well. Mm -hmm. Yes, I was. I was studying Ayurveda with him, but also uh, meditation techniques is quite amazing. Also, yeah. Dr. David Simon was amazing. He's no more, but he's in a, you know, in a light body now. <laughs> he was an incredible being. He taught me something very useful. He said, what suffering really is, is that moment when you have a desire uh, until the time it manifests. That time span is called suffering. <laughs> and I thought oh, that's true. Even Dr. Pelai says that waiting is a waste of time. You're just suffering. Don't wait to just 
you know, you have to take action basically and do something. And trust, isn't it? It's the trust. The trust in yourself, yes, first. Because so we are divine, yes. Magical things have, ma- have literally manifested just from me saying certain words out of my mouth without even thinking about it lately. So, so, so when you get to that point of trust, things things do start really popping in. <laughs> yes, trust and uh, to even feel that trust, don't you need a peaceful mind? You mm. do, right? Yeah. So without a calm mind, we cannot even hear our intuition. We cannot hear even our intellect. We're just hearing a chatterbox telling us, no, you failed before. Then it's a, it's a not super logic, like, you know, the divine logic. It's yeah. more like some prejudice about yourself or about others. Yeah. Right. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us today, Lolita? Um, in the chapter I wrote, so I brought in some biblical evidence and I never... I'm not the reader of the Bible because I found that uh, the scriptures, unless you really understand them, are very difficult. And Dr. Pillai, even though he's a yogi and an enlightened you know, uh, Siddha yogi, um, a master from South India, he talks often, often about um, you know the Genesis and how we can find these these references in all in all religions. And especially, uh, he talks about some um, Christianity, Jesus, actually, you know, because Christianity came later. And then he talks about even Judaism, the original one, where the teachings were still pure. And I'm not saying <laughs> I don't want to offend anybody. Uh, there's still, you know, there's still great uh, systems of, for evolution. But um, I think we can go deeper and really look into the words of Jesus and what he really meant. He empowered us and he said that we can manifest miracles. So I brought in a little bit of that in my chapter because we have these divine tools and just you know throwing it all away can, doesn't really benefit us at this time of confusion when we need a new intelligence. And maybe we can go back and find out that there are tools that we can use. So as I said, there are mantras Jesus also uses used words. Uh, the Genesis says said that God created the world with sound, with a word, right? So now that's become accepted that sound can create. Finally, scientists are showing us a little bit of what they've been doing. And with sound waves, they they turn an embryo of one animal into another one, different animal. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? So yes, there is evidence that these things happened and, um, and myths actually are eternal realities. They are not stories you know, for children to let them fall asleep. <laughs> they really are, they are being beings. So we have just had that super intelligence and they sometimes they can be called extraterrestrials. Like the, there's one God called Muruga and he rules the lunar phase today. It's called Six Moon, and he's the being who rules this energy. And he's supposed to be a Pleiadian god from the Pleiades star cluster. And he lived in South India, in Tamil Nadu, a million or something years ago. That's what Dr. Pillai revealed. And that's an interesting story because we don't visualize celestial beings as coming from somewhere else, right? We just think, okay, they live in, a, in the space. They are abstract, but actually they can have also a 
a three-dimensional body. They can look like us. <laughs> they have it both ways, light body and a physical body. So lunar phases, I would like to say a couple of things about lunar phases. Okay. They're key to manifesting because using time, power times is very important. The same action, the same meditation can be very difficult on the wrong lunar phase. Uh, for example, the new moon is really not great for manifesting despite popular belief yeah, all over Instagram everybody yeah, let's right. manifest <laughs> maybe it depends on on the new moon which new moon as well but uh, uh, I was really surprised when you maybe. tell me that because of western astrology mm-hmm. so, so when is the when is the time to to be focused on manifesting around the lunar phases Okay, so today um, is Shasti. Shasti is more for protection, but the third lunar phase, the waxing uh, phase, so the brighter one, when the after the new moon, there, it's a really a no moon day. New moon means darkness, mm. right? It means the dark day of the moon, and then it becomes you know a little brighter. The third waxing moon is great for manifesting money. Uh, it's called Akshaya. And then we have the full moon that is wonderful for manifesting all kinds of desires, especially relationship, uh, wealth, and even, I guess, for some people, uh, good health. I don't know. It can be used, but primarily higher wisdom, love, and wealth. And then we have the 11th lunar phase that is very, very powerful, and everybody should use that if they need wealth, if they need to grow their finances. That is a great time to manifest uh, and pray to this celestial being called Vishnu and he gives lots of favors because he loves humanity and he protects the earth plane so the archetypes are very alive as you know from Carl Jung and uh, Campbell all these amazing uh, researchers Uh, but they're also real beings in my view and also in my experience so they are both archetypes and real beings that you can connect with you can talk to them. They can, Vedic astrologers talk to the planets. We mediate. <laughs> okay, this person needs this. So Dr. Pelai also says, Vedic astrologers are not normal people <laughs> because they can um, negotiate with the planets and help someone, you know, they can help themselves, you know, fix a problem. If you have a problem with Saturn, it's very hard to ignore those thoughts that come from the planets because there are huge, huge uh, frequencies that just, you know, take a hold of your mind. So if you have a problem with Saturn, for example, which is one planet most people have troubles with, um, and Saturn is what? Uh, Slow time, so we suffer because things don't happen fast. And maybe elderly people, longevity also, and some people suffer because of a disability, et cetera. So all those things that cause us suffering, also come from Saturn. So prayers to Saturn are very helpful. And there's another being also you can pray to. So these things, these are all secrets of the yogis that are being revealed or are returning to the mainstream. At least, you know, they're out there. So you, a Vedic astrologer can tell you, this is what you need to do to fix your Venus, your Saturn. Venus is love and relationships, but also wealth. So these planets can be fixed. And it's not you know, presumptuous. It, it literally, that's the function of Vedic astrology to help alleviate human suffering by reducing these um, 
influences when they're not positive and growing, enhancing the good ones. I'm often really affected by Mercury retrograde, as I see a lot in in the spiritual community. Everybody knows when it's Mercury Everybody, retrograde. Including, <laughs> yes, including I. I've been affected. <laughs> I've been affected a lot. <laughs> Working, being an online entrepreneur and a teacher, I always have to deal with technology. And one day I became defiant and I said, I don't care. <laughs> Big mistake. It was about 15 years ago before I became a Vedic astrologer. And I bought a, an iPhone on that day, <laughs> Mercury retrograde, and even a bad lunar phase, I don't remember, but it was not a great day to shop for anything. And I decided to say, no, free will, that's it. <laughs> I bought this phone, it tortured me. Everything went wrong. Nothing wasn't sinking. And finally, Apple had to take it back because it was really a faulty phone. They realized it's never happened. I think it's very rare that Apple sells something that is not perfect, you know, because it's a good product. (laughs) So, yeah, I've I've learned the hard way that you cannot, you know, just uh, ignore because it's like having a picnic on a rainy day. How much can you enjoy it? with an umbrella maybe a little do you think because so many people do know about mercury retrograde as well now we've got this huge um consciousness that expects everything to go wrong so we're thinking that way as well probably that (laughs) that's definitely something because i remember the maharishi experiment you probably know about that maharishi maish yogi He's known as the Beatles uh, guru, okay, yeah. because it, they were his most famous uh, students. And also Dr. Pillai's teacher, one of the formal teachers he had, he worked for him and just was with him for a long time. So he said, well, let's put together 6,000 meditators, I think in Washington, D.C., and, uh, and he predicted that the, the crime rate would go down, and it did. There are police reports that approved, you know, some people say 75% down, the police said 25% down. So, but they definitely had an effect on people meditating at that time. So the collective consciousness is huge. People were scared. Some people have measured with instruments that on September 11, 2001, uh, definitely there was something going on on the airplane. The, the collective consciousness was all focusing on this event and it was heartbreaking for a lot, you know, most people. So definitely we are connected. And that's the beauty of writing this book with um, a team because it's my first experience with a collective of mm-hmm. authors. And it's going to be very exciting. I think this is the time to make a shift from just I, me, mine to, yeah. hey, we're all in this together. Let's help yeah. each other. Collaboration is beautiful, isn't it? When when mm-hmm. it's just such a different way of, of of moving forwards with a bunch of other people who've got similar ideas and and you can reach bigger audiences than you could on your own so it's a a great tool rather than seeing people as competition seeing people as you know we have to get over that when we become jealous actually the goddess of wealth disappears (laughs) that's what dr pelas says and i thought wow that's a way to block good fortune you know you become jealous of somebody who has what you want yeah yeah so you're just blocking yourself aren't you that i don't want that if you're doing that (laughs) the energy behind jealousy 
No, I was lucky because I have many defects, but that I never had, that I don't, I always feel, oh, I'm so glad that I have that. But of course, then sometimes, you know, siblings, rivalry. Sibling rivalry, yeah. So there's always something that yeah, nobody's yeah. perfect, right? Yeah. So I can understand that a little bit. Definitely those things happen. Yeah. Where can our listeners find you if they want to come and connect with all the wonderful things that you've got going on in the world? <laughs> Thank you. Um, Instagram, I'm there, Lalita Donatella Rebeck, and also Facebook, you know, I'm, I am on social media, of course, LinkedIn, but also Streamlab is um, uh, my company. I founded it in 2018. So I was so blessed to have my, uh, I have to have my website, everything ready in 2020 when nobody could go and leave our ha- the house. So I stopped doing workshops in person and I was able to still teach my students. Actually, I got a lot of new students at that time as people were not doing well and they needed more guidance. So they can find me on streamlab.com. And, uh, and about the free gift, how do we give everyone that um, download? It's really I'll, the most popular I'll one. I'll put the link in the um, show notes as well so that people can find it there. But is it is it a link, linked on your website as well anyway? It is. I think under free, there is a, in the navigation bar, it's, there's something called free. And then, you know, my free downloads are there. And then this is one, probably the most uh, downloadable one ever, <laughs> because it's been very popular. Yeah. And I can see why, because I've been using it too. <laughs> oh, wonderful. <laughs> Let me know how it goes. I will. Thank you so much for today. It's been lovely having you on the show. Thank um, you. Wonderful I was, talking in person to you. Is. And I will see you again when we launch the book. That's fantastic. I can't, I can't wait for that. Thank you so much. Bye for now. I enjoy talking to you. Bye-bye. So ask yourself, is this for me? Give yourself some memories. Learn to trust your Thanks for listening to the Soulful Valley podcast. I trust that you will have heard something today that you were ready to hear and that it's made you feel a little lighter, more aligned and connected with your soul's purpose and you have been reminded of who you really are and the true nature of the power that you hold within you. My aim for this podcast is to bring love, light, wisdom, raise consciousness and ease suffering. If you've enjoyed the show, go back and listen to some of the back catalogue of previous episodes. Subscribe, follow, rate and review so that you're notified when new episodes drop in and share this podcast with anyone that you think it may help to listen to. You can connect with me at soulfulvalley.com and if you scroll to the bottom of the website, there are links to my social media platforms.